Yo, what's up, world? It's the Undeniable. Who that? JT Money. And you listening to STLR. Yeah, radio. That's what it is. Get him, Jay. Entertainment with no ceiling. Skin a dick back on the verb. Let's ride. Yeah. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk, just a bit outside, he tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. And Greg Wiley, the queen of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Craig Wiley coming to you guys today. We got another episode of No Boundary Sports Talk. Kind of had a little two-week break, a little two-week vacation, unplanned, but, uh, you know, life moves on. I'm joined today by my boy, Derek Fugers. Craig Wiley Jr., how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, it's just like you said, a little two-week break, but nothing crazy, but we're back at it, man, and I'm looking forward to the show today. We got a nice little nice little topic, and uh, you reminded me, too, when we were in the car, and I cannot wait to get into this debate, man. I'm so excited because it's a good one. I'm not going to lie. It's a really good one, and this is one where me and you were button heads, baby. This is me and where you were button heads, so. Uh, a very good discussion. That involves tight ends mm. in the NFL. Pause. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I'm not going to give you who because we want you guys to sit around because we are going to have to take a, a, a quick break coming up here shortly. But we do got some great topics today. You know, we, there, there's the running back competi- or controversy, I should say, going on in the NFL right now. People feeling a little underpaid. Feeling a little uh, underrepresented, uh, feeling like they ain't really getting their just dues. Some very disgruntled major running backs in the league right now, so we're going to talk about that. Might even have a little side question for you, a little, little question of the day. Got some training camp news. We're going to be talking some Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's going to be a good company. Yeah, man. Like I said, we got well. we got a lot of good things to talk about. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of big things in sports that's been happening with the whole contracts with the running backs and certain guys, you know, still haven't shown up to, to training camp. Josh Jacobs in question. So, but like I said, there's a lot of good things to talk about. And even if you've heard it, you haven't heard our takes, which is why you need to sit right here and listen and enjoy. So we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. And when I say quick break, it's going to be a quick break. Right now, you're tuned in to Sky Limit Radio. This is the one and only Murphy Lee in this thing, man. M. Lee, Murphy, love everybody everywhere, man. Mr. Wintertime, why? Because I'm cold. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. I'm Craig Wiley, joined here with my boy Derek Fugers. And let's just go ahead and get into this topic. Do you want to go ahead and tell the people what we're about to be talking about? Yeah, man, this is a big one. You know, I, I seen something on the Twitter on Twitter feed the other day, and I immediately sent it to you, and you said the person, and I immediately know, because if people know me, people are going to know who I'm going to pick in this debate, regardless of the fact, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it was, it was, who would you take, Tony Gonzalez or Rob Gronkowski? 
And you, like I said, everybody who knows me, I'm a Patriots fan. Obviously, I'm going to pick Gronk. And Craig Wiley Jr. chose to pick Mr. Tony Gonzalez. And, you know, one thing did lead to another. Me, it's so tough not to, to talk because me and Craig see each other almost every day. And it's so tough not to sit there and talk about the things that we're going to talk about in the show. So there are, have been some couple of stats that me and you had tried to save that we've already known because we told each other. Yeah. So that, but, but other than that, we still have some things up our sleeves to actually get into this debate. So I, I really want to get into it. So I was very excited to when I seen this and I'm very excited because like we told you guys week one, we want to get into this. We want to show you guys where we can butt heads and actually get into a debate. And I feel like today is going to be that day. Yeah, we haven't really had have very many devil's advocate moments yet. And I think we're about to have our first one right now. Absolutely. So so what exactly was it that you seen on the Twitter? What would, what, what exactly was the, the question? It was just who would you have? Who, who would you rather have? Gronk or Tony Gonzalez? So flat out right now. And yes. But there was no specifics. So now the specifics I want to lay down for you is what are we talking about here? Are we talking about the the careers that they had or no injuries, completely healthy, you know, that that guy? Well, well, they're both technically out of the league right now. Correct. Both retired. So we'll go over by their body of work. I mean, obviously, if, if it's starting over anew right now, like say, who would you rather have, right? Starting... They're both rookies right now this year for our selected teams that we're owners of in this miraculous like fantasy world that we're in right now. <laughs> and who would you rather have today's NFL? So that's where we're going. That's where we're going. All right. So I'm going Rob Gronkowski. That's where I'm going. I can't. I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that. And I know Tony G is Tony G. Uh, this is this is no disrespect to Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is a top five tight end of all time. That's a guaranteed fact. I think everybody will agree with me. I think you can agree with that. I, but at the end of the day, we're talking about mano y mano, one-on-one, Gronk versus Tony G. Listen, and I'm going Tony G or Gronk. This, this is seriously a trick question because there really is no wrong answer. Not at all. And, and, and just, like you're gonna, just like you're coming at me with like, you know, hey, I respect why you're picking Tony Gonzalez because I know he's this, I know he's that. Listen, I can say the same things for Gronk. Now... Did Gronk maybe get robbed of some yardage and some touchdowns and some things like that because of the injuries that he's had? For sure. But the thing that I like about Tony Gonzalez, first of all, overall receiving leader from tight ends altogether. 270 games played, 15,127 yards, 1,325 receptions, averaged eight yard or 11.4 per touch. Um... And has 111 receiving touchdowns. That's those are solid numbers, but you're also forgetting that he had a 17-year career, Craig Wiley Jr. That's the problem I have with that. Longevity is key in the NFL. I completely agree because you're, I'm, you're talking about a Tom Brady fan because that guy played for 23 years in the NFL. So, but longevity is key. But if you take a look at Mr. One Robert Gronkowski, in a lot less, we're talking about 143 games, Craig Wiley Jr., 143 games that, Craig, that Rob Gronkowski had, two compared to Tony Gonzalez's 270, okay? Gronk has 90 
two touchdowns compared to Tony Gonzalez's 111. So that is 19 less touchdowns off of a, what, Gronk played 11 or 11 years in the NFL. So six years less than Tony Gonzalez. And he had only 19 less touchdowns. I right. knew you were going to bring this up. Okay. I knew you were going to bring this up. Okay. Guess what? Why you think I set the parameters for right here, right now that we're playing in today's NFL? Remember Tony Gonzalez's early career. My boy's an OG. NFL back in the days was a little bit more run heavy. Absolutely. So his production in those younger years, probably what the touchdowns and all that wasn't there for him because, you know, they were heavy on the run game. That's a great point. That is a very, very good point. That definitely adds to Tony G's res. And to be honest with you, with Tony Gonzalez's resume, like Tony is the GOAT when it comes to tight ends. He is the reason for people that have gotten paid along the ways like the Travis Kelseys, like the Rob Gronkowskis, like uh, Antonio Gates, Jason Witten. Like he's he's part of the reason why those guys became such a commodity because people seen that the tight end was more than just like that extra lineman that can mm-hmm. block. Like you got some guys that are just like pretty much bigger receivers. They got the hands and, you know, it, it kind of changed the game. For even when the Patriots had the double tight end thing oh, going on, that was just that was sick. Insane. I mean, thanks for bringing up that blocking as a tight end. Rob Gronkowski, arguably the best blocking tight end in the league history. We're talking about that right there. So thank you, thank you for bringing that up. So that adds to my debate. But going back to the touchdowns there, Chad will double check that. By he the will way. go ahead, go ahead, stat it up, stat it up. Gronk has had one, two, three. Five double-digit touchdown seasons in his career compared to Tony G's three. Here we go. Now here's where it gets starting to get a little spicy. Ready? Ready for this? Gronk has had five, I'm sorry, four 1,000-yard seasons compared to Mr. Tony Gonzalez's. He only had three. So there we go. We're going a little bit farther here. We're uh, getting like a little said, bit though. more spicy. And no, going back to my argument, Tony had those thousand yard careers later in his career when the passing tight end was more relevant. Craig Wiley Jr. Well, that's what I'm saying. He has less because remember early in his career, it, the passing game I, wasn't I, his. Listen, I get it. I mean, his first three, first three, first three seasons with the Chiefs, 368, obviously a rookie, you know what I'm saying, 33 catches, but second year, 621, eight year, 849. So the guy was clutch, and then his fourth year, he had 1,200 yards. And there it goes back to what you were saying, 1,200 yards as a tight end back in, you know what I'm saying, back in 1999, or I'm sorry, 2000, is unheard of. You know what I'm saying? That's that's unheard of. So again, it goes right back to your argument, Tony G was was Gronk before Gronk. Yeah, he really was. He's the originator. Absolutely. So there was no, you don't get Gronk without Tony G. So I completely agree with you on that one. Tony G is the one who set the bar for these running back or these tight ends. But at the end of the day, I, I, and, and I remember Tony G later in his career, you know, Falcons, Tony G, but he was still good. And I hated and, him with the Falcons. I really did. Like, I love Tony Gonzalez as a player, but, man, when he played for the Falcons, I did not like him at all. Yeah, I mean, and he still had some really good numbers with the Falcons, 800, 800, 900, 800 yards. I mean, yeah, for sure. He was four, still a baller. He was still a stud. But at the same time, like, 
Tony Gonzalez, when I was, you know what I'm saying, in the early 2000s, I don't really remember because I was too young to really actually remember most of those things. Yes. So, But I still know the, the the effect that Tony Gonzalez had on the game and the, the route that these teams take to this day to actually get a really 6'6", 250-pound, you know what I'm saying, tight end who can block and move at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you'll, see, you'll see a good tight end go in the first round, you know, almost every draft. Every Some, year. You know, if there's a couple of good ones, definitely first, second rounders, you know, that, that can be a clutch guy in, in your offense. Big red zone target. I mean, you know, Tony Gonzalez is definitely the OG. He's so, definitely the GOAT. And, and, and like I said, I don't feel that you're wrong. No. But I personally would take Tony Gonzalez. And see, at the end of the day, you know, the, the receptions is what's really puts Tony over the top for this because Tony has 1,300 receptions. Yeah. You know, and compared to Rob's 600. I mean, that's double, more than double the catches. Yeah. And Rob only played six years, you know what I'm saying? So there's no telling what exactly Tony, what, uh, what Rob could have done if he had the longevity like Tony. We're, we're not talking about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like – when I when I watch Gronk play, man, and I seen him drag a Colts player and his pants were coming down and the Colts player's face was right in the Gronk's ass. And then another like Gronk it's Gronk just did some He was a caveman, I'll give it imaginable things. Yeah, he to was me, a beast. Man. It was incredible the things that I seen him do, especially his first year. You know, he had such big hands. You could literally throw it anywhere in his vicinity. He was going to catch it nine and, times at the And 10. for all the things that you're saying right now is why I would like to see Tony Gonzalez in like a newer NFL where it is more, you know, pass friendly. The tight ends are eating. Look at Darren Waller, players like that. I mean, Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle. I mean, those are some really great guys who literally – at some point, probably looked up to Tony Gonzalez, to your Antonio Gates, 100%. to your Jason Wittens, to you know maybe even some younger Gronk. Because I mean, Gronk was been around for a while, where some of those guys could have been you know younger. Think about it though. Arguably, two of the top five tight ends of all time both played in Kansas City. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Travis Kelsey is obviously going to end up being number two, number number in the top three, in my opinion. Yeah. After it's all said and done, because the definitely dude is top incredible. five. Granted, he's got Patrick Mahomes. We don't know what Patrick Mahomes' career is going to look like in the future. We know that Travis Kelsey has been dominating for the last ten years. So it's 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 just to the fact that you know Travis Kelsey getting old too. You know, he, I mean, yeah. I, I believe he's thirty three years old, and I have to double check that. Maybe that's a fact check for next week. But uh, you know, so. He's getting into those later years where he's still performing at a high level. And, you know, and is that Patrick Mahomes? Is that Travis Kelsey? Who knows? But it's even, both. Even last you year. You still got to make the catch. Even last year without Tyreek Hill, he still performed, you know. And even with Tyreek Hill, he was performing. So yeah. that just shows you the greatness of around him as well. So, but like I said, man, I'm, t- I'm taking Gronk. I don't care what you say. Hey. Rob Gronkowski, 87, but number one in the hearts. That's how you know it. That's how you love it. I'm going Tony G just because that's my dog, Tony G. He and wore I'm- 88, right? Yeah, I guess he's one step above wrong. Damn it! Oh uh, yeah, you Damn know what time it, it is. But moving along, let's get into our next topic. Got some running back discussion we got to talk about because man, I, I we I know we kind of talked about this the other day when we were hanging out, kind of doing some show prep, and man, we we really kind of ha- like even though it's the second part of it, we got to bring it up just to talk about the running backs in general. But there's some disgruntled running backs. Everybody's pissed off about their paycheck. Jim Ursay came out and said that, you know, pretty much they should be, you know, treated as treason because they had 
NFL running backs at the player meetings and at, you know, when they were doing all that stuff, the collective bargaining agreement. But is it not a thing where the running backs should feel like maybe, hey, maybe we weren't represented as good as we should have been because these contracts suck. And the average playing career that we looked up the other day was like, what, three years? 3.3 years in the NFL. So That's the average length of any any player in the NFL. So if you're an NFL running back who takes a lot of abuse because you run the ball, there's not really like a lot of rules to protect you. You're getting lit up by our linebackers. You're getting you know lit up by some strong safeties. Uh, some defensive ends. You got the big boys hitting on you when you're trying to get through that line. You take some abuse on your body. Obviously, we know about the whole CTE thing and how big that is has been. But even just injuries in the NFL as a whole, not even just necessarily the CTE situation. But, I mean, running backs do take a lot of abuse. Are they not allowed to sit there and be like, hey, we probably got one run, one good contract after our rookie contract before you guys pretty much throw us to the freaking you know we're just that veteran guy who's gonna come in and maybe make a few plays and try to help you guys win a ring yep and you and you know we talk about that that situation and you talk about how how many running backs are still free agents i mean leonard fournette dalvin cook uh zeke elliott melvin gordon melvin gordon you know and those those guys who have been Solid. Solid running backs. I mean, Zeke got paid from the Cowboys that one year. And, and you brought this up the other day. And it's like, you pretty much get those two contracts. I mean, you're lucky enough to get that second one. The, well, the, it's the 30-year-old curse. Once, it, you, once you turn 30, that's pretty much like, that'd probably be like trying to go get a strip, a strip club job at uh, being a 60-year-old lady, maybe. I mean, if you're like hot, like. You know what I'm saying? Hot, hot. Because, I mean, there are some hot older ladies. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, you ain't you ain't going to no strip club seeing no 80-year-old lady in there. You know what I mean? And that's what they – that pretty much because of the abuse they take on their body, that's what they're equivalent to. Like, after 30, they start breaking down. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, people like Saquon and Josh Jacobs, obviously, who hasn't showed up to camp yet. And who knows what's going to happen with that situation in Las Vegas. I mean, Jim Irsay with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor came out. He said he wanted a trade from the Colts. And Jim Mercy, like he's like you said, had some strong things to say about about the whole situation in general. And but you know, I, I'm on the fence about this. I really am because I really don't know what to think. Because like I feel the owners at the same time because it's it's getting to feel like running backs are getting to be a dime a dozen. And and I yeah, you got guys like Saquon, Dalvin Cook, you know, uh, Derrick Henry who are leading the league in rushing every year. But Craig, didn't we say that? There's been a different running back to lead the league in rushing every single year. There's there's no consistent running back who's been dominant every single year in the NFL. I think the last back-to-back leading rusher was Derrick Henry three years ago. So it, so it, it's, it just shows you that how up and down in the situation of who the best is going to be every single year. And yeah, I know that get, that sometimes relies on the offensive line and injuries and things happen like that. But at the same time, you know, you, you you take a look at even at the Seahawks right now, they got two 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 running backs who are hurt right now, and their seventh round pick, Kenny McIntosh, has been shining in 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 the in this last week of mini camp, in the in last week of training camp. And so that just shows you that wow, it really kind of puts things into perspective that okay, we got a seventh round guy here who's actually outperforming the other guys, and it kind of takes a look at it and it's like Okay, well, maybe the owners are right. Maybe 
I only need you for a few years and then I'm going to find another diamond in the rough somewhere in the next, in the future, in the next three years. So you don't think that there's an issue with there being uh, on the franchise tag. The only position that makes less money on the franchise tag is the kickers and punters. Yeah, I do think that's an issue. I do think that needs to be changed. I completely agree. I, you're, you're not wrong, but I mean, we that's one thing that the NFLPA is going to have to to, 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 to discuss and, and figure out in the, in the next uh, bargaining agreement. So I do feel they're a little underpaid. I'm not going to lie. I completely and, agree. And, and, and it's hard to say that when you're talking about guys that are on a second contract. And I mean, you're talking about Saquon being upset and only getting like 10 million a year. And, you know, obviously different states and all the taxes and stuff like that. Like maybe he's really only clearing like five. But I mean, damn, I'd like to make five million this year. Right. So don't get me wrong. But they do take a lot of abuse on their body. We have seen that with the NFL, um, maybe maybe they can get some better representation. Because I know with like the uh, – like, the past, like the injuries now, the NFL is usually like helps you take care of your injuries or you get like a certain percentage of stuff. You know, if you play from this amount of time, this amount of time, then like basically like the more, the, the, the longevity that you have, you mm-hmm. get like a little bit more better benefits. Yeah. Maybe with the running backs taking the abuse that they do, maybe you take care of them. Maybe you have a different scale on that, on that um, situation. So some of their injuries are taken care of better or they're getting like a higher percentage of the pie because, you know, they still get like a, a – a residual from Mm -hmm. from the NFL. So my question to you on that is, why are we worried about the abuse that they're taking in the NFL and not the abuse they've been taking their whole life playing that position? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel you 100%. They do take abuse, but I don't think that has to factor in. I feel like everybody takes the NFL. You're getting hit every single play. It don't matter who you are, you know? Even if you're a tight end or or not a tight end, a receiver, you still got to block, you know? And, And regardless if you're not blocking, if you catch the ball, you're getting whacked in the middle of the field. Yeah, but there's a difference between like a wide receiver blocking a cornerback or a DB or you know safety or something like that. What or, about the O line? But I'm saying sometimes the running back has to pick up the blitzer and stuff like that. You're talking about 250 pound linebacker they got to go up against, or sometimes even a, a defensive tackle or a defensive end. So they're putting a lot of abuse on their bodies. It's part too. of the game, you man. know, and it, it is part of the game. But they're just trying to get compensated because they know that they they have a short shelf life. I and I agree with that. I don't disagree that they shouldn't. I think that. People like Saquon, the people who have shown and proven that they can play and get a thousand yards, like Saquon, Dalvin Cook, those two guys right there, I wouldn't even, Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't think twice about giving Josh Jacobs $12 million a year. I have no idea what the Raiders are doing. I really don't. And I love Josh McDaniels. I, I wish him the best. I wish the Raiders the best, but I really have no idea. But guess what, Craig? They got wrapped up money and a whole bunch of money with Devontae Adams. They do. You know, and then they just give Jimmy Garoppolo like $30, $33 million a year to come there. Well, I. So I, it's. I, it's been rumored. Allegedly, Devontae wants out. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. You just traded one of his best friends. I mean, not best friends, but one of his good friends that he's known since college away or let him walk because you couldn't find somebody to trade him because you didn't want to pay him. And you thought, oh, man, you thought we were going to keep this one really good receiver. But, I mean, guess what? If you start poking the bear when – There might the be a rebuild over there if they don't get something straightened out for sure. I feel so bad for Josh McDaniels. I really do because this would be like his third rebuild. You know, it's like it's, it's – technically it's his third head coaching job because he did get hired by the Colts and then backed out. Yeah. But it was kind of the same way. I mean, he did make it to the playoffs in his first year as a coach for the Broncos. But at the same time, like – 
My man gets, I feel like, gets stuck in the shittiest situations. He really does, but whatever, man. Whatever. But like I said, people like those type of running backs, Josh Jacobs, Saquon. I wouldn't think twice about paying them. I really do. And But then again, Saquon did tear his ACL a year ago or two years ago. So, you, yeah, that, that, goes, that plays into effect. You know, these teams are thinking about that when they're offering you the money that they think that you're worth. And I do think that does come into effect. Hey, I understand that football's football, and yeah, you can get hurt, but you did just lose out on a whole season a couple years ago, and could that happen again? What if we pay you this $12 million a year, and then you get hurt, and we don't have you for the rest of the year? So it's like, it, it, it's, it's tough, man. It it's really a double-edged is sword, but I mean, with the, with the evolution of running backs, too, a lot of them are like dual-purpose backs where they're like basically like receivers out the backfield and stuff, too. So they are doing a lot of stuff. I mean... I'm glad you brought that up because Travis Ntien, he was talking about that, and he said that you can't just be a bruiser anymore, and he's 100% right. I no, think Derrick Henry might even get phased out of this situation here soon, and that might be wild to even say, but... If he's not catching out of the backfield and being more versatile, like Travis Etienne is saying, like you got to do both. You got to be a, you got to be Christian McCaffrey. You got to be Alvin Kamara. You got to be Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. You got to be a, a guy who's getting a team a hundred, not a hundred catches, but sixty catches a year for I don't know five hundred, six hundred yards. Yeah. So I mean, Christian McCaffrey. How many times have he had a thousand yards and thousand receiving yards? Two, three times. Beasts. So I obviously those are the type of guys that you do not hesitate paying because they're getting you a thousand yards and they're receiving yards Calvin in Cook, too. another one absolutely who's probably going to get a fat payday from somebody here soon yeah i think the jets are really gonna i think he's been he's been at the training camp the last few days man he i think he's really going to be zoned in on the jets i think the jets aaron Rodgers, you know he's done some good things over there we'll kind of get into that but I, th- I do think he's going to the jets zeke he visited the patriots a couple of days ago he was a, he had, he went out to dinner with mac jones uh but they didn't really come to an agreement on a contract. I think they're kind of working that out still. I could see the I could see Zeke eventually coming to New England, but I I could see Buffalo being in play. I think Buffalo is another team that people are kind of sleeping on with a running back. I don't think they're really sold on James Cook or Devin Singletary. I think that's why they have been in that concentration with or that consideration with all these other running backs. The only thing that I feel with the Buffalo Bills though is that they are like mids when it comes to getting running backs like i don't know if it's like the thurman time is cursed but they it, i mean they did have they did have beast mode for a little while but i mean he wasn't beast mode like he was beast mode yeah, in they seattle him. He became yeah, beast mode. yeah. <laughs> like i feel like they would be the ones to end up with melvin gordon because he would be like the less back out of all those four see that maybe a Leonard Fournette I can see that I think those two guys are kind of yeah I mean you got Lenny out there too which who's who has been who had two really good productive years for the Bucks man he had a little bit of a down season last year but I think he was battling some injuries yeah too. but I feel like that was the Bucks period you guys yeah. had a down season period you guys a lot were bad it was like injuries. we were trying to get over that hump and it was like we just got stuck like thank t- God for your division being so trash you Jesus. guys made the playoffs we, wish we wouldn't have we, <laughs> we didn't need to I t- and I called it I was Don't like you put that I, I, I was like, they're going to play just good enough to get into the first round and get beat. Don't you put that on Tom Brady, Craig. Don't you dare put that on Tom Brady. Don't I, ever say you wish he never makes the playoffs. Listen, that, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. I'm about to cry. Oh. But, yeah, so, like I said, man, these there are running backs who do deserve to get paid. You shouldn't hesitate to pay them. But at the same time, I do think there's a lot of guys in the league like 
like Devin Singletary, James Cook, those type of guys who are irreplaceable, honestly. They if you are. find that diamond in the rough, I mean, look at BJ, uh, Bajan Robinson from for the Atlanta. I've seen this dude run some of the craziest routes, Craig, because they're lining him up a running back, receiver. He's he's a receiver. Oh, they're going to use him like Cordell Patterson it's, for sure. It's crazy the routes that he's running. He's run some of the slickest routes. Watch out for the Falcons this year, man. Watch out for the Falcons this year. That, that, that was a uh, watch out for the Falcons this year. That was Zach's prediction too on Buck That Podcast. Me and him had that that conversation in golf a couple weeks ago. And I was like, really? He and he started telling me he's like, I think Desmond Ryder is going to have a good year. And I and obviously Robinson is going to have a good year because the dude has just been incredible. So you're telling me he's drafting and laying a heavy in the in the. <laughs> I, I think I think because Zach in the Ryan Lee Zach, Memorial. Oh, that one? Are yeah. you talking about Honeycrust? Probably either one. He's gonna, he's well, I, I, I think for sure he's going uh, Bijan. Or, I think it's Bijan. It's like Dijon or Bijan. It's, it's Bijan. It's like, Bijan, it's like, like Dijon. Dijon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to go him first in Honeycrust for sure. I really think he does. So, so it won't surprise you if Robinson comes off at pick number 11. Not at all. Okay. 11? Isn't Don't it? pick 11. He picks, he, he picks uh, 8. Oh, he picks eight. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, he was in yeah. the Super Bowl last nah, year. My bad. No, no, no. That was year before. My year before. bad. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. I'm getting mixed up. About. Man, some uh, crazy stuff going on in the training camps. Though. Or actually, no. Before we get to that, the list about the, 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 the everybody was tiring early because oh, it's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so there's been a lot of young guys in the league last, I don't know, week. I mean, in the same day, three different rookies or I'm sorry, two rookies and one 26-year-old who hasn't really played all retired within the same day. And it's getting kind of crazy, man. And you just yesterday, J- uh, Jalen Hurd, who he was just picked up by the, from, uh, by the Patriots, he played a, a week in training camp, and he just retired himself. He was 26-year-old. Now, this guy has been battling injuries the past two seasons. But, you know, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, it, it, it's kind of that trend that got started, I, I would assume, with, Patrick Patrick Willis, I mean Patrick Willis was a running a linebacker, I top mean, of the game, top run top linebacker in, dude, the, in the game. Retired young, I mean, uh, what's the running back from? Or not the running back, the linebacker from Luke Keekley. He Luke retired Keekly, young. Yeah. Chris Borland, another uh, uh, linebacker for the for the Forty ers He retired young. Ali Marpet, Ali Marpet retired. So it's just like it's kind of a trend, man. I don't and I I don't know if the, it's the, these guys who a lot of been battling injuries. But it's kind of getting a little wide, uh, eye op- uh, opening, you know, a little bit. And so it, that's just one thing I just wanted to talk about a little bit, just because you brought the Patriots. Sony Michelle was another Sony one. Sony Michelle was another guy who retired. Twenty-eight. So. He had battled some injuries and stuff. And I think it's almost like with I think some of these players are starting to see with the league, like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, like some of us aren't really getting taken care of. Do we really want to put our bodies through this, or do we want to make this money real quick? Be smart with it. Make some investments. You know, do like the homie Sam Shields. Maybe get like some, you know, some some restaurants or whatever that you're a part of a group uh, that owns like, you know, X amount of chains. And now you got some money coming in. Real you know, estate. That, that you ain't even got to mess with real estate where you maybe, you know, you got a, a, a multi, you know, unit apartment complex, you know, some some duplexes, whatever it may be. Maybe you spend some money on some Airbnbs and some, you know, hot spots for people to go travel. But like at the end of the day, you know, people put a lot of stuff on the uh, on the line every single day they put those pads on. CTE is a big crazy thing and I mean like, you know, even just just watching 
that stuff about Junior Seau, like as a person who came up watching Junior Seau, like it's hard not to shed a tear watching some of that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I think a lot of guys, I think, uh, kind of put their their health before. You yeah. Know what I'm saying back their, in the day for dream. sure. And I think a lot of guys kind of take their them getting drafted and saying, "Okay, I I I know I could I could have made it," and they kind of take that into perspective and they move on with it. And I think that's going to kind of be a trend. I would not be surprised, especially you got a lot of guys who are battling. Tim Patrick, receiver for the Broncos, tore his Achilles the other day, second season in a row where he's had a career a season-ending injury in the beginning of the season, so he hasn't really seen the field for the Broncos at all. Joe Burrow, one of the faces of the league. There you go. Strain calf. Calf strain. Yep. Kalijah Canty, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first-round draft pick. Yep. Same thing, like a week later. You made a good point, though. I, f- I feel like this heat wave that we've had this summer has been really big. It's affecting everybody, and I guarantee I, it. And I really think that has a lot to do with it. You know, a lot of guys not really being hydrated, thinking that they are hydrated. They're not just because of the fact that it's a lot hotter than well, it has been. Well, how do you summers. stay I mean, you, you got to pretty much, it's one of those things you got to like hydrate tonight Drink for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah but they're running around. It's oh, the man. heat. Some, it's, I mean, there are a lot of indoor practice facilities, but some of them aren't indoor practice facilities. I mean, the heat's at an all-time high. The record, it was a record high for the history of the world in July. Yeah. People say global, global warming ain't real. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, you got to plant some trees and quit putting so much concrete up. I'm telling you. I mean, there's, you know, uh, some pretty significant injuries so far in the training camp, like nothing like too, too crazy, you know, like l- luckily Joe Burrows is a calf strain, yeah. but that's also something that can hamper him for the year. Yeah, absolutely. You're talking about definitely re-aggravate that immediately. I mean, as soon as you get back on the field, you can re-aggravate that. I mean, uh, Colts have some run up, uh, injury problems. Zach Moss, he, he uh, broke his arm and, yep. and training clamp. And, uh, there's another thing that was interesting with the running backs, uh, Nehemiah Hines, you see that whole thing with him? No. So he's with the Giants, and apparently he tore his ACL in a jet ski accident. And I guess now they're refusing to trying to uh, refusing to pay his salary. For oh, the it's year part of his contract about certain things like that because he wasn't a football related injury, and he's doing like seven million or something like that. See, I'm telling you, they get the running backs get no love. <laughs> The running backs get no love. It's wild, man. You know who does get love, though? Who? The quarterback position. Quarterback position, man. Patrick Mahomes was uh was interviewed the other day, and he made up he brought up a really good point. And I'm 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 happy to see him talk like this because it's kind of crazy to look at the situation of the quarterback uh, the quarterback market and how dramatically increased it has been the past. Two years, in my opinion. I really think it's just surged in the past few years. And But Patrick Mahomes was talking the other day, and he was saying that he's trying to find balance between getting paid fairly but not taking too much money away from the team so they can keep the roster intact. And I, I, it's, it's, it's good to hear him say that. Yeah, the guy was paid just a couple of years ago, got paid the richest contract in NFL history, five-year, or five-year, $500 million, or no, I'm sorry, uh, ten year, five hundred million dollar contract where he's getting paid almost fifty million dollars a year. I mean, hats off to him. The guy deserves it. He's got two Super Bowls in his. He's got two Super Bowls in his first, uh, what four years of six years of playing. Yeah. So it's just, and he's been in the playoffs every single year of his career. So obviously the guy deserves it. But you know, you're getting into a trend where guys like Lamar and you know, just because he's won an MVP and Joe Burrow's going to be the next guy. I mean. 
uh, it's it's just crazy to see the quarterback market increasing the way it is. And we talk about this. It's like it's like these teams are never going to win a Super Bowl if the if your main focal point is getting paid fifty fifty million dollars a year. Rarely, and this is due to the longevity of Tom Brady. And it sounds like what Tom Brady did as a player on the field and just like leading by example pretty much because I doubt that he really had like he may have had these conversations in locker rooms and and stuff like that because you know these guys do meet up in the offseason they'll work out together and they'll train together obviously TB12 you know the deal but Pat Mahomes sounds like he's taking a page out of the Tom Brady playbook like hey I'm going to reduce my my pay because I know that I'm I'm Patrick Mahomes. I know I'm getting subway money. I know I'm getting uh was it Allstate or not Allstate but uh State Farm money. Yeah. You know Adidas? what I'm saying? He's getting Adidas money. So he can like you know what? Let me take a little bit less money because I'm making it off the field as well. I'm still very 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 well off. Absolutely. Let me get, you know, saying cuz one of the people he brought up when he in that conversation was Chris Jones. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I mean, and this is what he did say in the second part. He's like, I've looked at Tom's model and how he did it, and that's it. You want to make money for yourself and for your family. You want to keep pushing the market forward for other quarterbacks. But at the same time, I want these other guys to get paid. I want Chris Jones at training camp. I want Travis Kelsey to yep. always keep making money. And Travis Kelsey was on his podcast with yep. his brother a couple weeks ago talking about, yeah, it's a little frustrating. I'm happy that Tyree got paid and, and, and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, this is a Travis Kelsey who's getting older, but he's still performing, and he's still a top tight end, the top tight end in the league right now. So it's like, all right, what's the, what's the market for tight I'm ends that right dude. now? Dude, what's up? Fifteen million dollars a year. So I, it's it's good to hear that Pat Mahomes is willing to uh, to work with his team a little bit. And you know, speaking of working with the team, Aaron Rodgers. Took a $35 million pay cut for the Jets. And that's why I think they freed up money to get Dalvin Cook. Cook. And I mean, they, he freed up enough. He freed up $35 million. Like legit. I know we talked about Dalvin Cook going there. They He literally freed up enough money for them to make a play for your boy, uh, Devontae Adams. Absolutely. And that could. That'd be wild. Man. That'd be wild. I might even be a Jets fan. I know you would hate me, but I, I mean, you kind of—it's one of those things. that like they just haven't done something in so long. You kind of want to see them win. People can hate all they want, but the that AFC East is going to be the toughest division. It's going to be a year. tough division. I don't this care year. what anybody says. You guys, you got the Jets. You got the Dolphins who are on the come up. Mark my words: the Patriots will have one of the best defenses in the league. I am willing to bet anybody who's listening. That there might be one quarterback who throws for over 300 yards on us. Craig Wiley Jr., I am being dead serious. Craig, I'm telling you, bro. All right. Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones, uh, Jonathan Jones, Kyle Duggar. Craig, I'm telling you, we are going to be a force to be reckoned with defensively. We're still talking about, we're we're not talking about the offense. We're not talking about the offense. We're, We're getting there. We're getting there. Watch out for the Patriots defense. I'm just I'm okay. just letting you know this right now. Do you play the Buccaneers? No. All right. I'll say Baker was going to light you up for 401. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just joking. We know Baker. I don't know. All right. So oh, let me rephrase that. So I think at least two of the quarterbacks in our division will throw for over 300 yards on us. Rodgers and Allen. That's okay. all I'll give you. Okay. To a concussion, he ain't doing it. 
Okay. I ain't scared of the Dolphins. I'm telling you this right now. You're not Dolphin, scared of the Dolphins. Dolphins ain't all that. Okay. Dolphins. Ain't. And then and you that might just be the hate deep down in my heart for him, but I think it's the truth. How salty would you be if they lost both games of the Dolphins? Oh, I'd be upset. You'd be I upset. I would be upset. Okay. That's why I don't even go to the Dolphins games. I would love to go to Miami and watch the Patriots play, but they have lost almost every single time they go there. I don't want to see that. I don't want to walk out of the stadium and listen to the Dolphins fans ch- chant me. I don't, I, don't, I don't need all that right now, bro. I don't need that stress in my life. Oh, man, I agree, man. I agree. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, our Tony Gonzalez Gronk topic, it will be in our poll for our show, so you guys will be able to vote on that. Um, also... If you haven't listened to Buck That Podcast yet, you can go check it out. And I got a little question. I actually got two questions for you. Let me hear it. One is kind of going back to the running back situation. Okay. Who is your favorite running back of all time? Man, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. I don't want to say Barry because I feel like Barry's everybody's favorite running back. He's mine. I mean, I He was I so know electric. That. He was electric. But, man... I don't know what it was about Emmett Smith. I just, I, bro, I, I know he had a good old line. I know he did. But he was just as electric as Barry was, bro. And you can disagree with me all you want, but I can show you some highlights where that man Emmett was crazy. Just, just so fast. So just in and out of his cuts, bro. And, and maybe it's a, it's a partial to Steve, but Emmett Smith, bro, is up there for me. Bro. Listen, there's a reason why that face mask is so popular, and number 22 gets taken by a lot of kids in Pee Wee football. Same thing can he's be said. He's a Florida boy, man. Same not thing can be said from, for Barry Sanders in number 20. Yeah, not just because he's went to Florida, but he's from Florida, man. You know, it's it's, it's tough not to root for those type of guys. I, man. I just grew up watching Barry Sanders. Shout out to Quigley. Shout out to Quig, man. Shout out to Pops. It, 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 I just seen the man do some electrical stuff. But one thing you wanted to talk about, and you brought this up off air before we started the show, you wanted to answer our poll question. I do. From Buck That Podcast that we did Monday night. I do. And we had a topic about Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield. There's a quarterback competition of Bruin in Tampa Bay. And let's just say two days ago, I was on the Baker train, which I still am. I'm not changing my answer. <laughs> I still think Baker's going to be the starter. But it's, some, it's it's been some stuff saying that, hey, Trask isn't looking too bad. Okay. So and I hate if Zach's going to be right. I agree with Zach. I think mm. it's going to be Kyle Trask. I think his size, uh, he made a really good quote that I really liked. He's talking about he's going to use his his height to his advantage more. You know what I'm saying? And And – release wise and stuff like that so i i really do like where Tra- kyle Trask's head is i've been i i follow i still follow the the bucks on on the twitter on the twitter feed and i've seen baker throw some ducks man i've seen him th- i think i seen him throw an interception today in the indoor practice field that they posted it just doesn't really and i and i and i and i was on that train for a little bit you know i was two weeks two three weeks ago i was telling you that watch out for baker but I don't know, dude. Kyle Trask been with the team for how long now? Three years? This is his third year? This is his third year. So it's like Two he years knows under the, the system. Goat. He knows the playbook. I mean, I'm sure Blaine Gabbert, who you guys still got, is helping him a lot. No, Blaine's not with us anymore. Who's number 11 you guys got then? Uh, I swear to God, it looks just like Blaine Gabbert in the video I've seen today. He came from the Rams. Jeez, he looks just like, like Blaine Gabbert. It's not even funny. No, we but, don't have Blaine anymore. But still, they, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, that's, my, that's my fault. Uh, but 
I don't know, man. I just feel like Kyle Trash is, is going to be that guy for you guys this year. I really do. I think Mike and Chris Godwin and them would all, would all agree with me. Nothing against Baker. I think Baker has has really grown to uh, into that to that family there. I really think he has. But I think it's going to be Kyle Trash. I really think it is. Man, there you guys have it. Derek's take on it. I still think Baker's is, is it is Baker's job to lose. Um, for everything that you just said, yeah, maybe he has something to worry about it. But you know what? If he's a real baller, maybe he comes and he lights up training camp tomorrow. Yeah, uh, another thing I wanted to say is uh, happy birthday to the one great Edwin James. Yes. Uh, Jim Irsay, who who tweeted this, and, and people say he don't love running backs, Craig. He, he loves running backs. According to this tweet, he does. But Jim Irsay tweeted the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, happy birthday to Edwin James. He said lots of head shaking when we first drafted him with a wink emoji. In the first two seasons, one Edron James, 3,262 rushing yards. Nice. 26 touchdowns and 125 receptions. Then recovered from a devastating knee injury to have two 1,500-yard seasons from gold teeth to gold jacket. Hey, and he's another one of those guys who could kind of be talked about as Kind of like the innovator of the 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 pass catching running back being a thing. Him and Marshall Falk back in the days. Those yeah, are, those were two guys right there. But you know, you know, I love me some Edron James. He's from the U. One of those guys that like man when he was he was the reason why I would root for the Colts because I've been a diehard Bucks fan my whole life. We anybody who has a Bucks fan as a friend knows straight up we've went through some BS when it comes to. Being Bucks fans. I love how you guys opened the show on Buck That Podcast. And I'm not going to say it because I want whoever's listening to go listen to if it. If they haven't listened if to it. If they haven't yet. listened to it already. But it's, I love how y'all opened it. It was so good, bro. Little sacrifice, baby. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So I got a question for you. Okay. And this is the one that I was going to keep a surprise from you. Okay. All right. So now, and it's just a disrespectful question, Greg. Okay. Because, and I don't even know why I'm asking you this, but I wanted to entertain a little bit. Okay. So, it was a 1v1 downfield. Who wins this matchup? Calvin, Megatron, Johnson, or one Sauce Gardner, who plays for the Jets right now in his second season, who has been getting cooked by their fifth round receiver in practice? Craig Wiley Jr., can you please answer this question for me? Uh, does it is it rhetorical? Do I even need to answer this? Uh, and you know what the crazy thing is, Craig? This had that's like asking me who's going to win in a fight out of Andre Johnson to Courtland this Finnegan on Twitter had over two thousand comments, and I shit you not, a lot of people were saying Sauce Gardner. All those people need to be drug tested for crack. I couldn't believe it. We're talking about Calvin, dude. He called him Megatron for a reason. You know, there was one thing though that I seen the other day. What's that? It was a video of Calvin Johnson versus Darrell Revis. That man really did put Megatron on an island that day. It was incredible, bro. I watched those high. He had he let he let Megatron to one catch for 14 yards that day. Listen, they didn't call him Revis Islands for nothing. You're talking about quite possibly one of the greatest to ever do it. Wow, bro. I forgot how good Darrell Revis was. But everybody crazy, else wasn't that lucky. You know the crazy thing is? He both played. He played for both our teams. Yep. He played for the Bucks and the Patriots. Yep. Went to the Bucks. Didn't y'all trade for him? And then he went to the Patriots. I think so. Wow. 
I think so. Wild. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was a nice little question for you so, to get the, the juice. Yeah, I, I don't think Z- Sauce Gardner has what it takes. I don't even think he's on that level yet. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I'd probably choose Kyle Duggar, the safety for the Patriots, over that. On You're that just level. a homer. Everything's no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Watch out for Kyle Duggar this year. I'm not even going to play the intro for this. I'm just going to ask you the question for it because I don't really feel like taking a quick break. And Fuck it, man. We're rolling, baby. I, I, just I love wanna, it. I just want to get into it. What is your favorite Jordan of all time? Woo! I'm not going to lie, but this is a tough question. As I cross my legs like a woman, this is a tough question. Okay. This is my thinking pose right here. This is and, where and, I think. And it at. doesn't have to be a specific shoe. Um, it could just be like, you know, like the ones, two, whatever. If you want to give me a specific shoe, you can. It's up to you. All right, so for me, it's in between the Jordan 11 and Jordan 12. Okay. Okay. I think the patent, and I think a lot of people's favorite Jordan is the Jordan 11, but I think at the same time, I think that patent leather is that that shiny patent leather. I think that's the real seller for a lot of people on the It is. And I think that's you included. Yeah, that's my favorite. So, but when it goes to comfortability, the Jordan 11s are the most uncomfortable shoes. They are. I don't know how Mike played in the in those sneakers. I don't understand. Definitely need some Dr. Scholl's. But they're terrible. I can, bro. Because this Jordan, he probably had like special freaking like Egyptian cotton. I guess, man. Insoles or something like that. Made on the backs by, you know yeah. what I'm saying? God probably like yeah. handcrafted his insoles. Something. Something made little wings on it, you know? <laughs> but uh, comfortability-wise... But I would, but out of those two, the Jordan eleven and twelve, I would say the twelve. Uh, the flu games, man, which you own, which I own, which were the first pair that I got in 2016 to restart my sneaker collection. Yep. So almost been ten years strong in the game, but uh, those sneakers, because I do remember him playing in those, man. I do. Yep. Rem- I was. Yeah, I, I was. I was. If I got photo right for proof. Uh, when I was young, when I was like five years old, I would go to my neighbor's house, my, my babysitter's house, and when she couldn't watch me, she, my mom knew the, the lady across the street, the older lady, she would always watch, let me watch the Bulls games. And I remember seeing those red and black shoes for the first, like I do, bro, vividly. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I, I, I don't know, man. It's those, those, those flu games, man, are just so beautiful to me. And they, they are such a nice shoe. And they're comfortable. Mine have been broken in because I've been wearing them for seven years. Yeah. They're comfortable. But comfortability-wise, I'm going to have to go to Jordan 6s. I was going to say. Jordan 6s are probably the most comfortable Jordans out there. I, I, obviously, the Jordan 11 is my favorite. Okay. Basically, pretty much all because of the patent leather. I just like the design. I like how they look. Even the ones that have suede on them are, are, are pretty clean. Um, my favorite pair that I personally own is probably, I have to say, my Space Jams. Oh, yeah. Just because I like the, the way they look. Um, the Jordan 11s that I want and have never got, I, I would love a pair of Gammas. I want the, the, I want the ones that are coming out this year, the DMPs. Those are fire. But the ones that I really which want. I don't know why you want them because you literally have the Concords, or, which are almost the exact same shoe, but the Jordan logo is different. Exactly. Jesus Christ. I'm a diva. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that I truly, truly want are the ones that came in a pack 
I know, I know which ones you were talking with about. With the ugliest set of shoes to go with it. Like anybody I, who bought that pack legit just bought it for the 11s. Hold on. I would have rocked the shit out of those nines, Craig. You better chill out. I don't like the nines. I would have rocked the shit. You know why? You know why the nines look like way, the way they look? We should have went half on the freaking pack then. You know why the nines look the way they look? Why? Because they were designed to look like a baseball shoe. The baseball cleats. I did not that like That was them. the year. Yep, there was. He was playing for the White Sox uh, yep. farm team, the Barons. And they designed that year, the shoe to look like a baseball shoe. But the the all Carolina blue elevens would have been, it would would look so clean in my collection. Um, Those are fire. But as far as comfortability wise, I would have to say the sixes are really really nice. So then you just answered my second question then, which I was going to ask you off of this. What's your favorite colorway of the Jordan elevens? Yeah, the, the I'd have to I'd have to just say the the Space Jams. Oh. I thought you were gonna go the the Obsidian one or the uh, UNC ones. The U that's that, that's that's like your dream shoe. That's my dream shoe. Okay. If I got those, the only the only thing that would top that is if they ever came out with like a Miami Hurricanes colorway. That'd be pretty dope. Which actually, you do have actually you know what my favorite one is, and they never make it in a freaking guy shoe is the Citrus. I know what you're talking about. The Jordan the the low cuts. The low cut Citrus. They what made if, a high top one too, though. What if they made the high top one with a green Jumpman logo. They need to do it in guys so I can buy a pair. Someone would have to that make sure I hit so on those. Fire. They would. It would Actually, be so you know fire. Actually, no, it would be even fire. The green on the patent leather with the orange Jumpman logo. Or like green on the patent leather and the, the orange like upper. Yeah. Well, no. This is the all white shoe? Yeah. For Miami? Yeah. Could it have? Absolutely. Could it have orange sole? No, man, you gotta go. You gotta go with that classic, classic icy blue. Soul. Icy blue, yeah, clear. the icy blue soul. So I see, like yeah, Gucci man, yeah, okay. like Gucci man and Juicy, yeah. And can we get those made up, Jordan? Hey, I know you listening. Or you know the crazy thing? He's is, a regular listener Jordan to our Brand, podcast. Jordan, told yeah, me. yeah, he told me. He called me when we were golfing last week. He told me, "Sorry, Rob, I had to golf with the with the goat last week. I couldn't make it up tea time." But uh, when uh, when when pe- a lot of people don't understand that Jordan Brand really do be listening to us. Whether it's Twitter or like YouTubers, cats like that out there, like Unbreakable Kicks in them. I'm telling you, bro, they be listening to us. It's like us. if you put it in the atmosphere, it, it gets it, made. The universe does come back with some special things. I'm not going to lie to you. So universe, we need at least like some citrus oranges or some Miami colorways. Maybe maybe when we move to the Big Ten, y'all will sponsor us. I'm actually glad that there hasn't been too many good colorways that released this, this year because like I've been on like the fence with a lot of things. Yeah. It hasn't really been really too many like extravagant things like the the Jordan three reimagined ones that came out with the white cement. I had to have those. I did get those on a raffle eventually for twenty five dollars. Shout out my boy Ginger to plug. Uh, but other than that, man, there hasn't really been nah, too it, many. It's been a very things. underwhelming uh, sh- sneaker year, in my and I opinion. think Jordan Brand is doing that for a reason. I think Jordan Brand has been doing that to kind of like flood the market a little bit because. If you notice, if you do go back to start going back into sneaker stores for locker champs, there's a lot of shoes that have been released that have been sitting on shelves. And that's because Jordan brand is taking offense to that sneaker reselling stuff. And they're kind of mad that they're not getting their hands on the pot of that money that's going out there because they're, they're like, wait a minute. So there's people out there buying Jordans for $350 and we're selling them for $200? Like, what's going on? What's so, what's, and because, 
that's one thing I am worried about. I'm, wor- I'm worried about that the, the resellers are going to really kind of uh, mess it up for everybody else just for the fact that Jordan brand might start. They're already freaking up the, the Jordan 1 prices the last three years. It used to be 165 It's 185 now. And there's rumors that it's going to go to 195 next year. Yeah, I so, wouldn't doubt it. It's it's starting Jordan Eleven is probably gonna be like two forty. Oh man, dude! It's Gas prices, energy rises. I know, man. It's going sucks. on, man. What's going on, Uncle Joe? What's going on? You know what's going on? No boundary sports talk. That's what I'm talking about, man. And and man, we had a great show today. It was good. And it he flowed. It did. Any flowed. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts of the day. The New England Patriots are gonna win the division in the AFC East. You can call me a homer. You can say I'm on crack. You can say I'm drunk. But the real reason I'm saying this is, is because I'm medicated. And at the end of the day, it's going to happen. All right. Call me LeVar Ball. I'm speaking. I'm, saying, I'm saying this very calmly. Okay. Very, very surely. Watch out for the New England Patriots. Okay. That's all I got to say. So I'm going to leave you all with this. Stay hydrated because it's hot as hell outside. Is The devil is walking around everywhere. At least that's what it seems like with this Florida heat. Because, man, you go outside and you get slapped disrespectfully by the heat. And as far as predictions for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're probably going to have a top five draft pick. I'm, dude, our schedule is whoo, Dude, tough. the disrespect that I've been seeing prediction for the talk about three five wins for us dude i'm getting hot bro i'm getting hot see i'm already in the mind frame that's what our our schedule or our well, you're a bucks fan you thought that two years ago when i was tell assuring you that the patriot or the bucks were gonna win the super bowl with tom brady and you were like oh no man i'd have to see you dude what happened what happened hey if you want to know what happened watch buck that pot there you go listen there you go baby hey for Derek futures i'm Craig Wiley Jr. There it is. There it is. (laughs) This has been No Boundaries. Catch us next, next week. Same great time, same great place.